What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Moneyline Madness podcast. So happy to have you all listening today. Little musty Tuesday morning to get started here. Sun's not quite shining yet, but I think it'll be peeking through soon. Boys, how you feeling today? Man, it's a little bit, yeah, like you said, it's rainy Tuesday. And yeah. uh, not much to, to talk about but sports, you know. Besides that, I'm not interested in anything else going on but baseball and some playoff basketball, so. Hell yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's a great sports day. Very exciting. Not a good day outside. Took the dog out, saw the rain, turned right back around. Pretty yeah, bad. Uh, yeah, pretty bad morning. So let's just uh, talk some baseball, basketball, and uh, have some fun. Let's oh, do yeah. It. All right. MLB, game number one. Red Sox going up against the Tigers. 1.11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. How are you guys feeling about this one? Andy, kick us off. Uh, yeah, really good game. Uh. Rich Hill, uh, lefty on the mound. Uh, I think he's like 85 years old. So he doesn't throw very hard. So I have a a little uh, to hit a home run bet tonight. Javi Baez against a lefty, a soft tossing lefty. I really, I think it's a good bet at plus 350 for him to hit a home run. If he's going to get a hit, it's going to be a home run because he doesn't actually hit it anywhere else. But, and he's going to... I'd see. I'd be hard pressed to believe he's not going to at least get one tonight against Rich Hill. So, just so I'm understanding you correctly, and for everybody listening out there, so Javi Baez, kind of a hit or miss type guy. He's going to go yard, or he's going to yeah. go for a ground out to first. No, oh. no, no. He's going to go yard, or he's going to strike out four times. Like oh, that's okay. that's how it goes with Javi Baez, especially against a soft tossing lefty. I I feel pretty comfortable with that one. And if you want to pick uh, the winner, the Rich Hill's. He's pretty old, not very good. I would probably pick the Tigers in this one on the money lineup plus one hundred six. So, all right, I uh, really only one thing that I'm really looking at in this game right now is the first inning uh, result and a tie at minus one thirty five. I feel like that's pretty much free cash, dude. I just love the fact that like you could bet on there just not being runs in the first inning because so many teams just like to beat around the bush. And I feel like when you're a team like the Tigers, you're always a little bit sketchy to like give up runs, especially that early, because you don't want to put yourselves in the hole. And the Red Sox are known to kind of try and pounce on teams. So, I mean, we saw with the Yankees, they put up two runs in every single game in the first two innings. So I'm just going to stick with the first inning and a tie at a zero zero for minus 135. You know, you piqued my interest there, man. I didn't even know that you'd be able to bet on the first inning specifically. So I'm liking. You know, like I definitely agree with your logic when it comes to the tie, but just that value for either the Red Sox or the Tigers to score some runs and be leading after the first inning, like something I may consider right now, the Red Sox sitting at plus 260 to lead after the first inning, and then the Tigers sitting at plus 370. So value to be considered there. Ultimately, though, I'm listening to both of your guys' opinions and takes, not feeling really good about Rich Hill tonight, just based off of... Andrew basically putting him in the grave already. So um, certainly not age discriminatory over here, but given what you guys laid out, I'm kind of liking the home run parlay for JD Martinez and then a Boston Red Sox win at minus 124. Let me combine those real quick and see what the odds are at. My computer would cooperate. Look at uh, it, a plus 551. Yeah. What do you think about that, Matt, with the value? Yeah, I don't mind it. JD's looking for his first home run of the season. 
Um, I'm going to check the weather in Detroit right now because like that stuff kind of matters now as yeah, crazy no as it is, you know? We're not used to looking at the weather channel yeah, on this right? uh, Money Line Madness. It's... Is that a tough ballpark to hit out of? Just like off the top of your guys' minds? No, uh, it's, it's not no, extremely it's difficult. It's a day and it's a little rainy. Sometimes the ball won't carry as well. But right now we're looking at about 50 degrees, mostly sunny, getting up to about 60, 62. So okay. it's going to be a good day for baseball yeah. for those guys. And I don't really, I don't mind that. Home run day, I would think. I would think this is gonna because I don't know much about uh Tyler Alexander as we we talked about before we started, but uh, I know Rich Hill and I, I watched him last year. He's he's gonna strike some guys out on his with his curveball, but he's also gonna leave some over the middle of the plate. So that's why I I feel pretty comfortable about some home runs by the Tigers because I don't know Alexander. I can't really speak to the Red Sox, but he's their five starter. So my assumption would be. Probably going to be some hits for, yeah, for the Red Sox, too. So, Word up. Oh, yeah, you guys want to take you want to take us over to your, your homies over there in uh, Philadelphia? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Nope. nope. Yeah, Andy's still a little butthurt by the Philadelphia Phillies. Down 4-0 in the eighth. Come back, score five runs to end up winning the game. Now sitting at 3-1. and one. But they're going to play again today, and that's all that matters. Looking at, is that McGill on the mound for the match? Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill. Tyler McGill, we're calling him. Oh, that's nasty business, man. That's gross. Going to face off against Philly's pitcher, Zach Wheeler, who had a tremendous year last year. But what were you going to say, Matt? I like the Mets in this one, low-key. I mean, as much as, like, they have they blew that game last night. Like I can't see them losing another one like this. And I know Zach Wheeler probably wants to get a little bit of a revenge, but the Mets lineup is like a little too good for that these days. Like in comparison to other teams, like other previous Mets teams and some of the teams that Zach Wheeler has seen on the Mets, uh, this one has a little bit more edge to them. So I, I feel like I got to go with them. And I'm taking just plus 136 on the money line. If you want to parlay that, maybe you could go with a McGill, like four plus strikeouts to be safe and just juice a little bit. But I think that's what I'm going to stick with this for this one. Andy, are you still yeah. picking your wounds over there? Well, I'm just reading it and I'm seeing that Zach Wheeler's only over under is four and a half on strikeouts. So I'm going to assume... He's not stretched out very far because this is his first start of the year. So there's a chance he might only go four innings, which makes me feel a lot better about what. Cause, well, because in spring, I think his longest start was three innings. So he's not stretched out. So my assumption is now he's not re- ready. So that actually makes me feel better about the Mets. Because at first I didn't because the Mets don't hit Zach Wheeler. I know this is a different lineup, but there's, when he faces the Mets, he's, he's a Cy Young Award type candidate. He's amazing. So, but... Knowing that he's probably not going to pitch very long, I feel really good about the Mets at plus one, one, one and a half, especially because the Phillies bullpen after last night is fried. So that is a very good bet tonight, plus one and a half. I did not know he was not stretched out like that. That is very surprising. That's an Uh-oh. excellent little tidbit there. And things that people out there listening certainly should consider. Yeah. Because, I mean, it might look good face value, but then you have to take a deeper dive like Andrew has and kind of get a feel for where these guys are sitting, especially the pitchers not being stretched out. It's a big deal. And like, if he's not going to be able to go the distance or even go more than like three, four innings, then that could be a big problem. But Matt, were you going to say something? I was just going to say the pressure now, like me and Andy both picked against you. Like, how are you feeling about your fills tonight? You're not lying. And and I've, I've I've sat pretty, pretty not to use the word twice in a row, but in these types of situations, I mean, in the past, Alex Caruso, big win for the bulls that night. And then I think (laughs) last week, 
Uh, you guys were against the Diamondbacks and my boy Bumgarner. They ended up pulling out the W. So I'm Dude, I'm back. a walk-off three-run homer, <laughs> too. Yeah, he had nothing to do with that victory, but still going <laughs> to. Yeah, gonna we'll, take, we'll take the myself. dub, I guess. We'll, take, we'll give yeah, me that. Exactly. We'll take. But um, backs up against the wall here again tonight. And I'm thinking, like, just going to roll with the Phillies plus 128 on the spread at minus one and a half. Zach Wheeler taking the bump, as we obviously talked about. I have a lot more faith in Wheeler than it seems Andrew does, but he's going to have that Mets bias. I mean, Wheeler was phenomenal for us last year, really came on the scene and was our second best pitcher, even our first best pitcher. And sometimes where Nola wasn't performing at his best. So give me Zach Wheeler. Give me Phil's on the spread at plus 128. And then something to consider as well would be for Kyle Schwarber to hit a home run tonight, sitting at plus 300. I saw a stat on Twitter today where he was like number one or two on a list of guys that would be expected to hit a home run today based off percentages and math that goes completely over my head. So just one more tidbit on Zach Wheeler. I can't even find a game log from when he last pitched. So that actually makes me feel, I think he might've been hurt over the spring I'm looking at now. So that makes me feel even better about, he will probably be perfect through three or four innings but there's a really good chance he's not pitching past the fourth inning, which is very concerning for the Phillies after last night. So this is a big shock to me. I want to be honest. I did not know any of this about Zach Wheeler before we hit record. So this is um, surprising to me that the Mets are going to get perfect game through like three or four innings, but then they'll probably start hitting. So that's my tidbit on that. Tremendous multitasking by Andy too, getting all that information on the fly. Yeah. It's, it's quite surprising that he's just, didn't pitch over the spring. That's very odd. And they're yeah. just sending them into the fire. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. I, yeah, that's weird. Matt, on to your guys. Looking like you guys yeah. are Blue Jays today. Oh, man. The Can Blue you guys Jays, hit? Bro. Can we hit? Can you hit? Probably not. But the Blue Jays, those guys can fucking hit, bro. Yeah. That lineup is stacked, man. And I'm really intimidated by it. I'm not going to lie. Because they have a lineup full of Yankee killers. And then you go ahead and you get George Springer. You know, like you get... uh Olsen or which one do they get Olsen or Chapman uh Chapman they got, they got Chapman, Chapman. Yeah. yeah so you get you acquire Chapman too he's playing first and like it's just it's unreal like it's crazy how good of a power hitting team that these guys have and we're not even talking about Bichette or Vladdy daddy Vlady, man or uh what's his name uh Yuli Gurley Guriel's brother oh, yeah he La- yeah he constantly kills the Yankees dude like it's unreal so I'm going to unfortunately probably bet that the Blue Jays are going to win on this one. And I like them at plus 112. That's where the money is. But I don't know. Nasty Nestor could have a day. And, dude, it it really just depends because our starting pitching is just so Eberflus, you know. So uh, <laughs> back and forth. I've been it using does- his his name as a, as a term to just, like, describe people. And it works every time because it's just like, what is this, you know. <laughs> Just like a mind-boggling name. Exactly. It throws people off, and like that's exactly what's happening here because our starting pitching just blows. That is tremendous. I might actually jack that off you tastefully. I love Hell that. Yeah. Eberflusing. Um, yeah, it seems like you guys, just from an outsider's perspective, kind of in like a liquid state right now in terms of like getting things figured out, like your pitching, your lineup, the consistency there. Obviously, Juan Carlos Stanton – is a beast, but he's all we got right now yeah, in terms exactly. of hitting. Like yeah. Aaron Judge has done nothing so far. Like he's getting booed. It's crazy. Joey Gallo blows. Anthony Rizzo is probably the only other one that I could say is actually doing anything. 
but besides that, bro, it's been it's been bad. We luckily have a really good bullpen that allowed us to win those two games against Boston, but you're not going to get by just like relying on just your bullpen to get you through the whole entire season. We got yeah. fucking 150 plus games that you're going to be playing and hopefully playoff games, but you might not see the playoffs in a stacked division like the AL East if that's how you're trying to ride. So Yeah, uh I actually disagree with you about Aaron Judge. I don't expect him to start the season cold. So the fact that his first four games have not been good makes me feel really good about his next week. Future Matt Aaron Judge needs to get on a tear to kind of fix his relationship with the Yankees right now because everything that happened contract-wise with him, that's a story for a way another time. So tonight, actually, for them, I feel good about the Yankees because of who's pitching for the uh, <laughs> who's pitching for the Blue Jays. Um, you say Kikuchi. He's a. Uh, this is his first start with the Blue Jays. It's at Yankee Stadium. He had a about a 480 ERA. I want to say last year, something close to that. He's a lefty, so I think Aaron Judge two plus hits in a Yankees win. It's at plus 590. I feel really good about that one because Judge against the lefty, I always feel good about anyway. But also a guy who doesn't throw very hard and has a high ERA for his career. I really like Aaron Judge tonight for two hits and a Yankees win. So. I'm rooting for the Yankees. Don't forget, it is a rainy day in the Bronx, so we it will is. see if they even get to play it. Hopefully, yeah. Steve, how are you feeling? Yeah, you know, I'm just listening to you guys talk, and, and specifically Andy, when it comes to this game, because just like your logic is mesmerizing, man. And honestly, like, I have thoughts on these games, and then you speak, and it typically makes me feel differently about everything that I've thought. So I so thought he was about to say, it really makes my ears bleed, and you're so stupid. That's no, what I thought man, you were going to say. Appreciate a, it. It's a true pleasure to hear you kind of like dive into these teams and the specifics of these guys pitching and who hits well against lefties or righties, things of that nature, just because it helps me be more informed. But I was feeling good. Let me get back to this section here on FanDuel at Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half. They're sitting at plus 178 there. And then I was going to combine that. If I can get back, my computer's working a little slow today. Wait, Blue Jays spread is sitting at plus 178. So alternates, if you go to alternate run lines and you go. Oh, to OK. Toronto I was about Blue to say because FanDuel's odds are moving for me. But yeah. I, was, I thought that was just a crazy difference for a second. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be a massive swing. But I'm looking alternate run lines, Toronto Blue Jays minus one and a half at plus 178 and parlaying that with an over of 10 and a half runs combined in the game. And that would be at plus 430. So I think it's going to be a night where these bats get lively, especially in Yankee Stadium. All eyes are going to be on the Bronx. And because of the Yankees, underperforming a little bit on the offensive end lately. I think they're going to have a spark. And then we've talked about it at the beginning. The Blue Jays are just hammers right now. Like they're putting yeah. balls in places that no one puts balls. So I could easily see this game being like a seven to five outing or something along those lines. You know what I mean? But the Blue Jays hopefully get the nod. Andy, could I uh, tickle your fancy for a little home run match winner parlay since you were talking spicy earlier about judging the Yanks? Absolutely. Um, if you think that confident in what you were saying um Aaron Judge home run and the Yankees to win is at plus 410 interesting I I do like that because with Judge he's always been good at poking one over that right field right field wall and that thing's like what 310 so I, I actually yeah, do like that goal. especially against the lefty he's going to be able to see the ball well against because he doesn't throw very hard I actually really like that one that's a good hit there you know Matt too you just brought up a word that sparked an idea in my mind confidence and maybe 
as we go along here on the pod and we start talking more and more bets, more and more sports, we could kind of have like a confidence ranking for each of the three of us and kind of have a two or three bets that we're listing and then rank them in terms of confidence. So people out there listening can kind of take that and then steer their betting mentality towards that. So like if we're feeling more confident about, about unit size and all exactly, those types of things, exactly. 100%. So something we could definitely kind of investigate as we continue to put out episodes here on Moneyline Madness. Well, you guys want to uh, head over to Minnesota? It gets cold like Minnesota. Minnesota. Well, we got <laughs> the Dodgers going up against the Twins. We got Chris Archer for the Twins going up like a big heen dog. <laughs> <laughs> bro, hey, I mean, Andrew fucking Heedy, bro. Like, there's just no way this guy lasts more than three innings, right? Like, there's no, absolutely no, no way, bro. This guy throws cheeseburgers. Like, this shit is gross. So, I don't know. I like... Um, a money line of the first five innings for the Twins. I do think that they're probably not going to be able to hold the Dodgers, and I'm not really confident in that throughout the entire game. But if you want to go for a first five money line, I'm riding with the Twins on that one. This is a bit off topic here, but God bless the Twins, man, because I feel like every year they have to play the Yankees like 50,000 times. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you're right. They they get killed by the Yankees every yeah, year. So. It's unreal, man. Like every time I watch the Twins play, they're getting blown out by the Yankees. So just RIP to the Twins and their success rate against the Yankees. But I'm also looking at who's on the bump for them tonight. Chris Archer, who in the past, like one of the top pitchers in the MLB, right? He's seen he's seen like elite levels and like Cy Young yeah. type of pitching. So yeah. I'm not sure he is exactly what no. he used to be, but I do like the team that they have going on right now, and they do have a little bit something that they're building. So I I like the Twins, and like I said, for that first plus or for the first five, it's about plus one twenty two, and you got Heen Dog on the other side, who's like I said, throwing dogs. Yeah, and considering that, I might just roll with the Twins regular on the money line at plus 114 um but once andy gives his picks i might go through fanduel a little bit find something a little juicier so i'm gonna preface mine with i just looked at the weather channel and the worst that could happen is your shit gets voided that's what i think mo told me one time right the worst that could happen is your shit gets voided thunderstorms rain all throughout the night good chance they're not gonna play but if they do play and the starters remain the same which i'd assume they would I've got Gary Sanchez to record an RBI and a hit at plus 212 because it's Andrew Heaney and Sanchez has been batting, I think, fifth. That'll give him an RBI chance because Heaney's going to walk like three of the first four hitters or whatever. Give him an RBI chance and all he's got to do is get a hit. That shouldn't be that difficult against the lefty like Andrew Heaney, who is not a very good pitcher. Let's not forget Gary him, so. caught Andrew yeah. Heaney last season. So he and knows him. Too. So he know, yeah, yeah, he knows him and... Heaney is obviously ass, so yeah, like, so come on, yeah. So I that would be that's at plus two twelve. I actually feel pretty good about that one. My Aaron Judge one actually already went up to plus six forty five. So the that plus one, four fifty one. No, the plus five fifteen one went up to six forty five. Wow, Again, that's a crazy two jump. hits and a and a Yankees uh, win there. But um, uh, yeah, that's the the one I have for the Minnesota game. Unfortunately, I would be. Unless the weather changes somehow in Minneapolis, it's going to be raining from six o'clock to 11. So chances are they're going to play a doubleheader tomorrow. But um, well, like you so, said, the worst that's going to happen is yeah. you're bad to push. So yeah, the, the worst thing that could happen is it gets voided. So not right. going to lose any money there. Yeah. And Matt, I'm just 
I was thinking more about the bet that you had laid out and the logic that I had presented. I mean, yours, it doesn't make sense for me not to roll with them at the first half money line plus 122 if I was feeling them for the game itself. Like, obviously, they could be losing at the first half and then come back and win, but the likelihood of that happening, like, I'm going to go with the fact that they should already be up at half because that's what you wrote with, right? right? Plus 122? Yeah, first half at plus 122. It feels like pretty good odds. And like I said, Heen Dog, like – Man's so booty. Laying him right over the plate to be smacked out. Bro, it's like a 78-mile-an-hour fastball. Like, yeah, that shit is gross, bro. You guys remember Happy Gilmore when, the, when he hits the sub off the tee and it just goes, like, straight out like a missile? That's <laughs> that's how Heaney's laying him over the plate, straight as Literally, can be. dude. Heaney got paid $8 million, too. I don't Woo! know how. <sighs> must be know. nice. Baseball. It must play be baseball. nice. <laughs> must be nice. Well, All right. yeah, if you, you guys, guys are looking for any more MLB picks, you already know. Drop a follow on the Twitter at ML Madness Pod. We're going to be coming for the other games, any other picks we find in the games that we talked about, and just keeping you guys updated as the season goes on over there on any extra ways to make money that we, you know, come across. Even if those are live bets, if they're, you know, hedges, we're going to be we're going to be all over you guys content across the board. So make sure you're staying tuned. If you guys are ready, I'm ready to talk some hoops, talk some playing basketball because things are heating up. I could not be more prepared. All right. Well, yeah. seven o'clock tonight. You got at the Barclays Center, the Cleveland Cavaliers going up against the Nets. Darius Garland, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Evan Mobley. How you feeling? Every ball in my bag wants to go with the Cleveland Cavaliers here at plus 350 on the money line. But as I say that, they are shriveling up. So I'm not exactly sure where I'm going to go with this one. I mean, it's been documented, especially over the last month and a half with the Kyrie Irving saga, him not being able to play away games or excuse me, him not being able to play home games that gets lifted, plays home games. They're very hot right now. Ben Simmons, is he going to play in the first series? Is he not going to play all things to be considered? But ultimately, I think the Nets are going to take this one. What do you guys think, though, like without me giving my bet just yet, like with the nine and a half point spread, because this moved from this morning, I believe it was at eight points, maybe eight and a half. It's so it's jumped up a point. Like, what what do you guys think about that? I've got Cleveland cover at nine and a half. I think it's a high number. Yeah, I'd say if anything, that makes it safer for for some betters. I, I think that it I think it gets covered, but I could I wouldn't go like, man, like if it was eight, I wouldn't take it. Just because yeah. eight is such a, like, it's Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving we're talking about. You know, these guys have seen the pinnacle of basketball. So, I really like uh, Kevin Durant at 35-plus and Brooklyn a win at plus 190. And that's a player performance double. Obviously, you know me. So, um, yeah, I just, the spread is, uh, I like it at nine and a half. But anything else, if it moves again, I'm not touching it. Yeah, that's kind of where my mind was at. Like, I think the reason it moved is because of those Cavs being a younger team on the road. And I say that because they played the Sixers a fair amount this year, and the Sixers just kind of big homied them every game. And that's because the Sixers have that kind of, like, elder spokesman in Embiid on the team who can kind of, like, he just keeps the guys in line when it comes to those teams you should beat, and especially in your own conference. The Mavs, or excuse me, the Cavs are an extremely young team. They have nobody other than Kevin Love who's been there, done that before on their roster. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, nobody. No, you're right. I really think that's why it continues to move and it might move more, but I'm on Matt's side. Like if it moves by the time they tip off to like 10 and a half, I'm all for that. And I would probably tend to lean in the Cavs favor for that. But 
Like, I understand why it's moving. I, I'm probably just going to take the Nets to cover the spread, though, minus nine and a half. And then I'm looking at these player performance doubles as well. well obviously, you can't parlay these, but Seth Curry, four, or I thought that said four plus threes. Oh, there it is. Seth Curry, four plus threes and a Brooklyn win at plus 340. Well, I like those odds. Yeah, I I got Cleveland covering nine and a half. I just think I get it. They're young. They haven't been the same since the All-Star break, but I feel like they're going to have a lot more energy than the, the Nets have because it's just going to be a lot of adrenaline for them on the road getting knowing they need to get off to a fast start. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cleveland for the first half at least stay with them, maybe even have a little bit of a lead, and then just late in the game fall off because they are young and the adrenaline's going to wear off eventually. But really for me, I'm Darius Garland's, I think he's going to have a really good moment that's going to bring him into, I guess, next game because they're going to have to play another game. Um, but his whatever he does in the playoffs is going to be big for him next season because he's just going to have to take another leap, a lot like John Morant did. That's what Darius is going to have to do here, take a leap next year, and I think this will help him. So I have him over 25 and a half. I think he's going to have a really good game taking him into next game. And Evan Mobley over 9.5 rebounds is just a throw. And if that parlays together at plus 477, if they cover the 9.5. So that's really all I have on the cast. I Also, the player performance double, you were bringing up, Steve, you looked at the assist one, right? So I was actually wrong because I thought that they had taken away the player performance doubles and replaced it with popular parlays. That's what mm-hmm. I had been looking at, but there's both of them. So it just yeah. makes it even better for betters and us out there. They're just like, trying to get your money on those yeah, uh, popular exactly. parlays. Build your own, fellas. Grilling it. So uh, I mean, you, let me get back to that, what I was looking at, though, Andy. Yeah, I think he. I read him. He read uh, Seth Curry four plus and then stopped and it said assists probably my guess no 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 i the one that i was looking yeah at, you're doing threes you wanted threes i got the assists i'm hitting the assist plus 350 for four assists hey, look at his teammates all right I, he's gonna they're open open from three open pass it to him four assists i think for him should be easy for seth curry even though he's not the primary ball handler i still think it's something he can do easily especially somebody's gonna assist to him so at plus three fifty, yeah, I, mean, I think that's plus. That's pretty good money there. So uh, yeah, I like that too. I didn't even. It's right below the three yeah. parlay or the three point prop. You uh, know me, I love some Seth Curry. Apparently, yeah, I mean, somebody's got to get those guys the ball. And I think yeah. Matt really hit the nail on the head when he brought up Kyrie and Kevin Durant because I really I'm looking at it and the more I think about it, like I think that they could just zap the energy right out of the Cavs. Like in terms of. Just not missing the basket. Like, I watched those two guys live when they played the Sixers. Dude, they're deflating sometimes, like, how good they are, bro. Exactly, man. Like, they take the air right out of the basketball, no pun intended, and they will just make you feel bad about yourself and your talents because they will not miss from anywhere on the court. And if they do that early on and they really get hot, like, they might just – like, the boys on the Cavs might just be like, guys, tonight's not our night, man. And then they might just, like, it might a snowball from there, you know? Yeah, I'll be I'll be flipping back and forth between the Mets game and this one just because it's a channel away and um, <laughs> because the uh, winner of this one plays the Celtics and I want to get ready for that one. So yeah, the winner of this one gets swept. Simple as that. True. Clips Wolf. <laughs> move on. Let's do yes, it, sir. Oh, In man. Minnesota, another one. I mean, it's going to be raining, but luckily we're playing <laughs> basketball. So this <laughs> is inside. Um, I get a delay. Yeah, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. I really like the Timberwolves in this one. I know Steve off air was saying about the Clippers, but honestly, the only guy that they have out there that could do anything is Paul George. And we've seen what playoff P could do. He stinks. 
Um, Pandemic P. Yeah, I really don't think that they have anybody to guard Carl Anthony Towns, truthfully. They have no bigs down there that could really bang with his physicality. So I'm going to take a Carl Anthony Towns double-double in Minnesota to win. That's at plus 132. And I'm going to ride with that. And if I see anything else, I'll probably tweet it out because I do like Anthony Edwards a lot in this game as well. And that's exactly me. I'm going to, I'm going to cut Steven off here before he can go because uh, um, I wanted to just uh, piggyback off Anthony Edwards. You know, I love Anthony Edwards. Am I wrong? Did they make the play in last year? No. So this is his playoff debut. This is it. Big things, big things for him today. Over two and a half threes. I love him there. Mm. Doesn't seem that difficult to score 20 points. I feel like that's so he's there. He's one of the best players. So simple. I think scoring 20 points is easy. And for them to win by three, I like you said, they've the Clippers have one guy, pandemic P in the playoffs, not gonna happen. I Stinky. I've seen him hit the side of the backboard on shots in, in the playoffs. So at minus three, I also like the Timberwolves. That's two uh plus two fifty two. You can uh you can hit that one if you uh love Anthony Anthony Edwards like I do. So so another situation where my back is against the wall because I said it before we hopped on, Matt alluded to it. I like the Clippers here at plus 132 because of – and maybe it doesn't even matter to you guys out there, but to me it does, and that's coaching. And Ty Lu, obviously he's a championship coach. He's one of the best coaches at making adjustments on the fly, and I think that that's big in these kind of like one, one-off games. You know what I mean? Like – this is a different situation than any of these NBA teams have found themselves in all year because never is there a situation during the regular season where you need desperately to win one game to advance. It's, I mean, you lose one night in the NBA, you, you lick your wounds, you come back the next night and you win or you hopefully do your best to do so. Now it's like it's, it's playoff time. And I just I lean towards the Clippers in that situation because of guys like playoff P. I know you guys make fun of them. But he he has been in the playoffs before, and he has had some success. Maybe not as of late, but, I mean, look at him on the Pacers when they were having those fights against the Heat. I mean, he was their guy, you know what I'm saying? So he has that experience, and I think that he could rely on those type of outings in the past to muster something up tonight. And I like him at plus 132. I like it. I like that. Before, uh, before we wrap up, how do you guys feel about the play-in? Like, do you think it makes it better? I personally love it. I think it's a really cool addition they did. I think it's cool because it's giving us the opportunity right now to talk about playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, and it gives other teams like incentive to not tank yeah. and want to make that because like the Knicks obviously like they weren't going to do anything in the playoffs, but they still wanted to win games. And they yeah. fell just short of the play-in because they felt like they could have a chance to at least you know make a little bit of a run. Did I think that? Fuck no. But. <laughs> Somebody out there, Tom Thibodeau and his senile old ass might have thought that, and, you know, that's why they were trying to win games. So I like it. It makes things a little more competitive. And like Steve said, we get to talk a little more ball. So, yeah, sure. Quick question for you guys, too, before we move on, because, Andy, you said wrap up, but we do have two playing games on Wednesday night as well. I figured we could cover. It. Are there any player props on those? Because I'll. Oh, I'll, uh, is, is there not? Yeah, no, I don't think just yet. Um. Okay, so we have player lines, but we don't know starting lineups or anything like that yet. So I would probably say just to be safe, we're going to save those and tweet them out. But that gives the the people even more of a reason. Don't forget, drop that follow on Twitter. Matt just wanted to see Jonas Valanciunas' name. 
That's yeah, all. well, um, don't worry. I'm going to type it out. I'm going to type it out and add some emojis, <laughs> add a little flair because you know his handsome ass is giving He you, deserves it. Yeah, bro, you, know. you know he is giving Jakob Podol a quick 15 <laughs> and 10. Podol. So well, Wait. Before we end, what are we looking at for uh, my favorite man? Oh, they don't even have a, a Trey Man line. Well, I think we're all good. We're going to be back uh, on Thursday ready to rock with some more bets for y'all. After the Mets have won the last two games of this series, we will be we will be back. I love it. Folks, thank you so much for joining us. Today was episode 17, right? That's crazy. Yes, that's crazy. Yeah. Starting to lose track of them in my mind. So that means that, that's a good thing, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That means that we're just putting out content, continuing to give all of you listeners out there the betting information that you so desperately need to make some money. That's it. Good. Thank you guys Take for listening. Good. And we'll be back. Take Peace. Go dogs.